Welcome to Jays from Home, a Toronto Blue Jays fan podcast. I'm Steve, and with me is my brother, not Matt, but Glenn. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm good. Thanks for having me back as your your call-up again with Matt away somewhere. Yeah, I think he's camping. Yes, I think they had an issue, perhaps an issue getting away on time, so I haven't uh, I haven't heard whether they were able to uh, to get out when they planned to, but yeah, it's a, a camping week for him, him and the family. Yeah, and uh, I guess this is your third time on, eh? Is it? Okay, I, I haven't been keeping track, but uh, yeah, I did the one a couple, I guess so, I did the one two weeks ago with, with Matt, and then a little early in the summer as well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I... The two of us, I think, are more on the on the same page in terms of uh, how casual we are with following the Blue Jays. Like Matt is way more in depth with baseball in general than than either of us. But I, I do think that I've I've got a little bit more games watched this week than you do. <laughs> you do, although um, although I, I did actually watch one of the games because uh, the Tuesday evening game was on YouTube. It was one of the uh, MLB. YouTube broadcast. So unfortunately, it was that loss against Washington yeah. that early. Well, there were two losses this week. That was the worst of the two, I think. But uh, yeah, I did watch a game. So I've been doing my my batting practice in uh, in preparation for today's podcast. But unfortunately, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good result for my only game watched this yeah. week. Well, um, the 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 thing about you said it's probably the worst loss um i would say there's a there's a worse loss than that but so that was 12-6 was the final score for washington um i i didn't watch that whole game when they when i i had to leave for softball and i think the score was relatively close when i left but uh i i'm actually curious to know what you think about the youtube broadcast oh i actually thought it was really well done um you know one of the features you can do on the YouTube broadcast is you can choose from three different audio streams. One of them was matched to the actual YouTube video. And then you could also choose the um, home radio or the away radio. Uh, I listened to the, the Canadian, the home radio feed uh I got no the away, the radio away feed. Yeah. I guess I'm confusing everything here, but I listened to the Jays radio feed, which was pretty good. But midway through, I realized that on the um, on the video feed, they were doing some of the extra audio features, like talking to players, players mic'd up, and things like that. And so I think midway through, I stuck with the the YouTube feed just to have everything in sync. But uh, no, it was a really good uh, a really good broadcast, and some of the things they were doing with the fan chat along the side was good to to. Uh, keep viewers engaged and i think um i think sports in general i know they're all struggling for viewership and for fan base and you know similar to the way that earlier this season when the jays uh stopped doing a distinct radio broadcast you know or or um I guess it's just a, a YouTube broadcast like that is a way to broaden your audience. A good radio broadcast is a way to broaden your audience. Um, I got to think when when games stop being showed on basically at network TV for people, so essentially free TV, and games only started to become available on sports networks that you actually have to pay for, 
I think it limited the access and then limits the number of people who are following along casually to the game. And by extension, uh, makes it that much harder for teams to sell merchandise and, and tickets. I, I know from um, a hockey point of view here in Ottawa with the Senators, for example, you used to be able to watch just about every single game either on CBC or on uh, CHRO. Remember that in the, <laughs> yeah. in the late 90s? And uh, I, I just have a... a you know, this is anecdotally, I don't know numbers behind this, but my impression is more people followed the team more closely. So I'd like to see teams get back to where they're providing um, TV access for free as much as possible to uh, to fans and not just having to rely on the, the sports channels to cover the games. Well, yeah, I think and that's something we've, uh, Matt and I have uh, talked about on the podcast before, is that the MLB doesn't seem to be doing a lot to promote the game in terms of getting more viewers. But um, that's why I wanted to know what you thought about the YouTube broadcast, because I, I've i heard a lot of people complain about it, like other Blue Jays fans, compared to the traditional broadcast. But I thought it was kind of cool. Like, I, I put it up on our TV, so I didn't see any of the fan chat, because uh, on the TV you can't see the comments or, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I was able to switch between audio feeds pretty easily just with the remote. Um, I, I did listen to the away, the Blue Jays broadcast with Ben Wagner because, uh, I, I don't know, I've, even though he's by himself, I've really enjoyed his calls. Like, uh, I mentioned when we were driving home from being away a couple weekends ago, um, we heard, uh, George Springer's, uh, home run to put the Jays ahead. And that was like an amazing call by Ben Wagner. He's like lots of enthusiasm in it. And, and it's a very good radio broadcast and he does a good job of describing things. But you mentioned, we were talking, you, uh, Matt and I were talking about the game while we were watching and you mentioned that the players were mic'd up and I didn't realize that because I had switched <laughs> to the, the Blue Jays feed. So I switched back and I don't know, I thought that the, the play by play guys were, were pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know how they promoted the game, but I know there's a ton of casual Blue Jays fans, probably like yourself or even like me who watches and follows the Jays even less closely than you do. And I, I think that they probably would have loved that opportunity to, to tune in a game when they might uh, might not have normally. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't uh, have access to the sports channels and, and aren't watching baseball regularly. So I, I hope the MLB does more of these, and I hope they take the opportunity to promote it a bit more in, uh, in, in the different markets. Yeah, and unfortunately, though, going back to the the broadcasts on the uh, on the pay sports channels i don't think that's going away um the mlb famously blacks out local broadcasts so for canada that's that's all of canada you can't use their app to watch the blue jays because they market the mlb tv app as for out of market streaming and a lot of people complain about that like rightly so because if uh, you know not many people get the mlb tv app thinking Oh, I'm going to watch uh, some games uh, in in Pittsburgh or something. Um, they they want to get it because they don't want to subscribe, or they don't maybe they don't have a TV subscription. They've canceled their cable or something. So, uh, and and I know that Sportsnet is really pushing their Sportsnet now internet apps for that same reason. So I unfortunately don't see that broadcast level changing, but. Um, on top of the YouTube, which I think is relatively new in the last couple of seasons, MLB TV app does have a free game of the week. So I hope that that kind of thing 
uh, keeps going. And like you said, they try to increase the audience a little bit. And that would, I mean, that's definitely helpful for the game. Can't hurt. Well, anyway. uh, I realize what I'm asking for, which is more games on non-subscription yeah, sources. For free. <laughs> <laughs> would totally turn the economics of baseball on its head. So maybe the uh, maybe somewhere in between, where you just have uh, better promoted games on on YouTube or in another format. Maybe that's a, a way to keep uh, more casual fans engaged and interested. And and maybe going to a Jays game at some point over their summer and buying a couple tickets. Maybe uh, ordering some merchandise online and certainly following the team should they ever make the playoffs in a good year you know keep your keep your fan base engaged and interested and tv is a great way to do that yeah for sure uh so the next game uh you mentioned was another loss to washington this one was disappointing only because uh so i i it was an afternoon game it started i think at like four o'clock maybe i'm not 100 percent sure but i uh i had a softball game again at seven o'clock um, and, uh, I, I took a little nap before the game and I remember waking up and, and the Blue Jays had hit a home run to take the lead five to four. So when I left the house, they were, they were ahead. It was good news, but then I don't know what happened, but they ended up giving up, uh, another four runs to, to lose the game. So, uh, unfor- that's unfortunate, but I guess it happens. So, so is this your most disappointing of the three losses this week? Was the no, uh, no? There's another. No. One. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I, I can't wait. So, well, okay. So the Friday game. This is the disappointing one. Did I? We were supposed to watch this one together, but uh, due to various uh, obstacles, we weren't able to get together to watch this one. But did you end up finding a way to watch it? I, I did not watch it. Oh, I did. I did follow the score a little bit on on Twitter as the night went on. Okay, so. For most of this game, it was very low scoring. Um, the Blue Jays didn't get a run until middle of the game, and that was a home run by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So it was one nothing going into, I believe they had it until the top of the ninth. Um, and from a wild, or it was the top of the eighth, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There was a wild pitch, and uh, the Blue Jays catcher, Alejandro Kirk, he wasn't able to block it, and the runner on third base came home. It was a tie game, 1-1. Um, and in the bottom of the ninth, this is where there's a lot of well-deserved criticism against the manager, Charlie Montoyo. He had runners at first and second, and he decided to pinch hit for Kirk, who had already had a pretty good hit earlier in the game. Uh, he pitch hit Valero or Valero. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm going off the top of my head, and he wanted him or he was told to to bunt, uh, which you're familiar with the bunt, I assume. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, <laughs> so he, so the you know the idea of course was to move the runners ahead to be at second and third, which in theory is a good idea uh, because. I, like I said, the Jays were only ahead one nothing for most of the game. They weren't hitting very much. Um, but he ended up getting two strikes on him. And the first baseman for the Tigers was basically halfway between first base and home, ready to field the ball. So the ideal situation would be bunting up the third base side and, you know, making forcing the third baseman to make the play but he ended up bunting up the first base side and uh they got the lead runner at third base 
And so that was just one out. Um, and that was, uh, and that set up basically the next batter hitting into a double play, which happened, I think, four times that night. And then in the top of the 10th, the Tigers scored three more runs, and then the Blue Jays couldn't do anything in the bottom half. So they lost four to one. And it was, that's, it was very disappointing because also when the Tigers scored those three runs with two outs. So uh, it, it was a bit, uh, they fell apart a little bit, but I think it wasn't a pitching problem. It was definitely uh, a mismanaged bottom of the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The strategy was there. The, the execution on it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, so the, there was a win, though, this week. That's, yes, that's the they redeemed themselves with the, the last game of the week. Yeah, so they won 3 nothing yesterday. Um, we watched that game. Uh, we were able to to sit down and, and take it in in the afternoon. So that was nice because it was much too hot this week and this weekend to to go out and do very much. So it was nice to be able to uh, to sit down inside and some nice air conditioning and, and watch the game. And it ended up being a good win. But uh, the unfortunate side of that one, it was only 3 nothing. And and that's part of uh, what what I wrote down for my strikeout was the the Blue Jays offense, and this has really been a problem for a lot of the years that they don't seem to be able to put up a lot of runs when they need them. Uh, mm. It's either it's I would describe it as feast or famine for them. I don't know if you've been tr- keeping track at all of of how they've been doing. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you was, so two weeks ago when I co-hosted the podcast with Matt, there was a lot of optimism around the Jays. Yeah. They had just returned home. They were they were playing maybe the best ball of the season. And here we are two weeks later, and there's not, not a lot of optimism right now around the Jays. I mean, there's still 40 games left, but if you look at their mathematical chances in that wild card race, they are, uh, things are not looking uh too too uh, too rosy for them right now, um, but I wanted to ask you, like, what what do you think is going to happen in these last in these final games? Their their schedule is friendly to them. They're obviously still able to hit the ball now. Now the, the only three uh, three runs on Saturday, but you know if you look at even the losses earlier earlier in the week with um, with uh, Washington, they were still still hitting the ball and scoring some runs. But what what's your prognostication? <laughs> heading into the final part of the season here. Well, uh, glad you mentioned that, like the the lack of optimism, because that's exactly like before the homestand. I was very much down on the Blue Jays and thinking, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. And then they had a great run when they returned home to Toronto. Um, but then after that, yeah, they just dropped right off. So I'm back in the in the seat of I really don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think. They added what should have been some good pieces for them, and it worked out in that homestand. But they are—they've dug themselves too much of a hole. Um, mm. One article I read suggested that they need to win 92 games, and I think they are currently at 60 some games uh, uh, that they've won. So they need to win another like almost uh, 30 games to to make the wild card. <laughs> that was the estimation. Three Three quarters of the games left in the season, which does seem pretty unlikely. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and and just the way that they're playing, I, I don't I don't see how they can how they can do it. They need to, a lot of players to come back from injury because it's similar to 
about the the second and third months of the season when they didn't have a lot of players in the lineup. Like George, when George Springer was out, they had the bottom half of their lineup was just basically a black hole for offense, and that's kind of what we're seeing right now. It's like one of like I mentioned in the bottom of the ninth that of that uh, Friday game when uh, the you know they bunted and got the one out, and then I think it was Gritcha hit into a double play, and he's done yeah. that a lot. Well, would you say the Jays have exceeded fans' expectations this year, or or is it kind of where, where people thought they'd be at? I I think that they probably are below expectations. I think a lot of people might have expected a wild card spot, whether that was the first or second wild card doesn't matter. Uh, I kind of was hoping for wild card, but. Um, I, I I think they're slightly below expectations. I wonder if they're they're hitting, as evidenced by their run differential, is uh, maybe gives uh, you know you see them you see them scoring so many home runs. Maybe it skews your perception of what they're capable of. Does it? I wonder if it makes the losses harder to take when you see well, yeah. the team scoring so much. Well, because that's something that came up in one of the broadcasts recently. Uh, I saw a stat pop up on the screen that they were one of the league leaders in average with runners in scoring position, which means that, like, you know, with runners at second and third, they're able to hit a lot of them in. But it's kind of skewed because they've had a few games where they score, like, 10 or more runs. And it's it's very easy to to have a high average with runners in scoring position if you're beating up on bad pitchers. But and then even then, uh, so Matt last week was trying to say that oh they've got some easy teams to to play against in Washington and Detroit. And I told him don't don't count that as a given. And obviously that was uh, that was right. Well, that was my uh, note from the last episode. Was Matt totally jinxed the team? <laughs> Total well, jinx of the team. I, I and I, I mentioned in earlier in the season that I I really think that the Blue Jays play down to some teams. Like there are some pitchers that they face that they really make them look really good. It, the pitchers, I mean, like they mm-hmm. they play. Yeah, I I just think that they they uh, don't uh, they don't play to their strengths a lot and they they make the pitcher like i said they make the pitchers look really good and and they just make themselves look really bad and it's it's disappointing in that respect well i'm going to end this segment on a bit of optimism i'm going to skew the stats a little bit i'm going to i'm going to put too much weight in some of these numbers but we need to end with some optimism they are four and a half games back from a wild card spot as of today ahead of them seattle who's on a two-game losing streak um and Boston on a one-game losing streak. Toronto is on a winning streak right now, a one-game <laughs> winning streak. Can we call that a streak? Anyhow, and there are a lot of games left. This is, uh, this is, I guess, uh, what are we, late August, would you call it now? And baseball goes until October the 3rd. And so uh, there's, still, there's still room for hope and optimism, as there always is in a baseball season. You know, that that's true. Uh Speaking of the other teams that they're chasing, uh, Seattle has a, had a lot of luck this year. We talked about that last week. They've they've won a lot of one-run games, which is extremely lucky, uh, whereas the Blue Jays have had some really bad luck. Because usually one-run games, it's not 50-50, but it's it's a toss-up. You just make one mistake and, and you lose. 
Um, and Boston has, yeah, they have not been playing very well lately. They weren't, uh, quote unquote, supposed to be a good team this year, but they surprised a lot of people, but of late that they've been, they haven't been playing very good baseball. So I guess in that sense, it is true. There is uh there is a chance that they can, they can catch up. Uh, I think the, if they are able to, to, to turn it around and, and keep winning, then the only team that they have to worry about catching is uh, Oakland. As I think New York, I think the Yankees will will keep that number one wild card spot. Well, I, I think too. I haven't looked at the schedule. Maybe you know better than I do. In those forty games, what's the uh, what's the percentage of home games versus away games? Because if they have more home games, that I think gives them a better chance. They seem to like like playing in Toronto. Um, I don't know. I don't. Wouldn't say what the percentage is, but uh, they're at home all this week until uh, they go back on the road on the twenty seventh, and then they come back home on August thirtieth for another home stand. Like it seems, you know what they finished. The, they finished the year at home. They've got a series against New York and a series against Baltimore to close out yeah. the, the season. So. Um, the only, I think, the only tough series they have coming up home. They've got the one coming up this week against Chicago, the White Sox, and uh, Tampa Bay. And they don't. And in between then, uh, actually, they play Oakland, so they have a chance to gain some ground on on Oakland. So uh, when they really have a chance to uh, to gain some ground, if if they can hold up against the Yankees, they've got a couple of series against the Yankees. So uh, if they can if they can hold their own against those teams, then then they have a shot. Um, I saw someone on Twitter <laughs> tweeted uh, they should just let the Jays play the rest of their games at home. <laughs> I saw season, that too for all the time that they were that they were away over the past uh, over the past year. Anyways, um, do you want to move on to your Jays home run walk and strikeout? Yeah, sure. Um, I so. Started out the week with some optimism. Teoscar Hernandez was named the AL Player of the Week, and that means uh, for the third straight week, there were there were Blue Jays named as AL Player of the Week. We had George Springer twice, and then Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, and I think despite the overall poor team play, Teoscar has been uh, pretty solid. I think I don't think he's been the weak spot of the team. Um, how often does that happen that you have uh, week after week having uh, one team having player of the week honors? I, I, I don't really know. Um, cause I can't say that other than when the blue Jays have, have a player named player of the week that I've really paid much <laughs> of a ten- had attention to that. Um, I, I, I would say that it's rare to have three weeks in a row. Maybe, maybe two weeks is uh, more common, but three weeks in a row is, is pretty tough. All right, I put you on the spot there. I don't. I don't know the answer either. I should have looked up. Uh, I should have looked up the stats on that. What about uh, what about a strikeout for the Jays? Oh yeah, I, I mentioned uh, the strikeout before. Is their offense? Uh, like I mentioned, it's it's been pretty bad lately in terms of uh, expected hits and runs. I'll, I'll say that it's 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 poor against what they what I expect them to do. And uh, do you have a walk? For the Jays this week, yes. Uh, I, my walk is just basically that there's still a chance to win the series versus Detroit this afternoon. They play in about um, just over forty minutes, I'd say, so forty-five minutes. So hopefully, when I release this on on Monday, we'll 
will be able to say that the Blue Jays won their last game on Sunday and uh, took the series versus Detroit and salvaged what was otherwise a bad week. Well, you know what we should do? We should record two alternate endings to this podcast, depending on whether they <laughs> win or lose. We could uh, Then you could just drop it in and, uh, you know, whatever happens will sound like we know what we're talking about. Right. So so uh, <laughs> that was a, a great win by the Blue Jays. <laughs> that oh, was a terrible a loss. loss. What a disappointing loss today. Yeah, there, you've got both. The magic of editing. Um, speaking of, of editing and alternate endings and everything, I know you wanted to talk about uh, baseball movies turned into TV shows. Yeah, so Matt sent me some of this. I already knew, because uh, he had told me before about A League of Their Own was being turned into a TV series on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, but I didn't know that there were two others. Um, the Sandlot, which I've never seen that movie. Have you seen that one? I'm not, I haven't seen that one, no. Okay. Um, and Field of Dreams, which is coincident. I, I don't know if that was uh, already planned or if, if that was part of the whole Field of Dreams game uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, that's interesting, too. Why? Why are they doing this? I mean, they, they, were, they were good movies, but um, why turn them into, you know, serialized television I, I don't have a good answer for that, but I think uh, uh, for A League of Their Own, that of those three, I think that's probably the more interesting series that I, I would probably want to watch because that one is more based on, on history and not like an original story. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of stuff glossed over in the movie that could be picked up in a TV series. And obviously there's going to be a lot of drama they can milk out of that too. And I, I'd be interested to see how, how close they stick with history versus, um, you know, over dramatization that they will want for TV. Now, I know that these aren't the first um, sports movies turned into TV shows. Uh, Friday Night Lights is the one that comes to mind on football side. But I wonder if any of this is sort of is being driven by the success of Ted Lasso. Um, you know, very, very probably one of the most successful um, streaming shows probably in the past year or so in terms of of interest and hype and in culture in general. And I wonder if they're trying to latch on to that success uh, with a, with a baseball series. I I, I don't know. I don't know what they're focused on. Are they, are they, do they follow the, like you were saying, are they following the the plots of the movie or the themes of the movie? Are they, are they taking that a totally different direction? Well, I, I I wonder too, if like, so the Sandlot, I think that is based, like, I think that's, uh, there are a bunch of kids, uh, I think that's what that movie is about. Like I said, I've yeah, never seen it. Yeah. Um, but I wondered if that one was sort of along the same lines of um, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus. That okay. was based around... That one, though, is, is actually sort of like a sequel to the movies because Emilio Estevez is in that series as well. And uh, and it was actually... It's it's meant for kids, but I uh, we enjoyed that one. It was, it was a good one to watch. Um, but I, I half wonder if something like the Sandlot is was chosen to be adapted because it, uh, you know, they saw the success of uh, of some of these movies. But um, the other thing that comes to mind is there's a lot of stuff being adapted from older material. Like I know we've seen this before. Like a lot of the movies in the '90s were based on TV shows 30 years uh, earlier, and we're starting to see that again. Uh, oh, okay, going the other way. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think that might be uh, 
I think there's something to that where there's where people are looking back to the movies that were popular in in the 90s and they want to bring them back to popular culture and they're trying to pick things that are a um, little more interesting and something that would work as adapted to a TV series. I don't know how Field of Dreams would work in that respect, but I can see A League of Their Own working. So I'll tell you what, if I was doing a sports movie of some sort, I would do like an office style or Parks and Rec style mockumentary about the insides of a uh, you know, behind the scenes at the front office of one of these teams. Well, I I think, was, uh, that's interesting you say that because I was just thinking um, a movie like Moneyball, if you that could be extended into a, a, a series, but uh, instead of you know using Moneyball like the uh, the actual team and players, like that would actually be a, a pretty neat way to do it and having a comedy like baseball and comedy work really well together have you seen yeah um major league those movies i haven't but i know what you mean yeah, yeah. so like there's a lot of comedy baseball movies um so that would be something that would totally work for sure yeah do like uh do like a triple a team affiliate baseball and the you know because they're, they're such small low budget organizations that are trying to do really big things and i think it'd be ripe for comedy everything from mascots to the you know popcorn sellers to uh national anthem singers to you know grounds crew and uh team travel all the logistics i think i think it'd be good ripe for comedy yeah ripe i, I comedy. agree i think yeah triple a teams is definitely the the way to go because yeah they do a lot of crazy things to to draw fans in for sure yeah uh you and matt always talk about uniforms and this week there was very there was big uniform news and it was the release of the uh la dodger city connect jersey so uh tell me tell me what you think about this I didn't take like too close of a look into the history behind them, but um, so there, uh, the the um, the font or the letters on their jersey is Lost Dodgers, I guess for um, the uh, I don't uh, what community around that. I'm I'm blinking. I do oh, the Hispanic lot. community. Yeah, or, yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for. I I forget words a lot lately, um, but. Uh, it's interesting to see like an all blue, dark blue uniform. Like I know the Blue Jays have their light blue jersey and pants, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen a team go all dark blue like that. I I, I thought they're pretty interesting, and I I would have expected them to maybe go with their roots as a New York team, maybe. But um, mm. I guess it makes more sense to connect to Los Angeles versus New York. Yeah, for sure. I'll say uh, whenever you and Matt do talk about uniforms, I, I usually Google it and have a look and go, oh, that's nice. That's, I think these uh, the, the Dodgers uniforms, I think they've done well with this one. They look pretty good. Yeah, there have been some poor uniforms so far with the City Connect. I think the Giants were the – the San Francisco Giants were the worst ones so far. Uh, but I think these ones are done pretty well. Um both Matt and I are a little nervous to see what they will do with the Blue Jays because uh, there's a lot of ways they can go wrong with the Blue Jays, I think. Do they have any schedule, like when, when they'll be released or introduced? No, every team is going to get one, and it's within the next three, uh, well, two years now. So I think I think all of them are done for this year, uh, but the next two seasons, every team will get one at some point. Okay. Okay. Is there what would uh, what would you like to see for the Blue Jays? Um, well, 
what would I like to see versus what I think they'll do? I think they'll, they'll probably go with with like emphasize the red and the uh, Canadian yeah. angle. I, 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 that's what I think they'll do, but I hope they're more creative than that. I, th- I think it might be fun to play around with the, uh, the Blue Jays and the bird theme a little bit as well and, and see what can be done there. I, I think I agree with you that red is like the obvious choice, but they already have their red jerseys for Canada Day. Yeah. Uh, so they should do something different. I wonder if, um, so I saw, I don't know if it was a jersey, but it might have been a hat. But somebody had like a an Aboriginal style Blue Jay design. Okay. Uh, can and uh, I don't know if you're aware, but they they do acknowledge the uh, uh, Aboriginal or the Indigenous territory every game at the Rogers Center. Um, so it w- I think it would be kind of neat if they were to acknowledge that history too. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess I mean they really have carte blanche with these uh, with these. Uh, uh, City Connect, just to pick up on whatever themes, colors, and uh, I suppose ultimately their objective is to sell a lot of merchandise, yeah. so there's that consideration as well, but uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting uh, interesting idea. Yeah, and I think overall, too, for the City Connect jerseys, they've been a really good idea because it's it's doing something different with the uniforms, and it's kind of showing that uh, um a different culture in baseball is coming through. Like it's not as, as rigid and traditionalist, which has been, I think a, an issue with baseball in the past. Well, to that end, talking about how do you connect with, with different cultures within your city and how do you reflect Toronto? I mean, Toronto is one of the most multicultural cities in North America right now. So, you know, there's an opportunity there to find uh, some kind of connection, some kind of way to, to highlight uh that aspect of Toronto. It's one of the unique things about the city. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how you do that with, like, to try and get all of them in, but uh, I'm sure somebody will figure out a way. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, how about the uh, Brewers check-in for this week, Steve? Okay, um, well, I didn't actually uh, check the their results because um, they've been playing very well lately compared to the Blue Jays, so um, I, I wasn't so much worried about their scoreboard, but while we're talking here, I'll just pull up their standings. Like they're still well ahead in the NL Central. Uh, they're seven and a half games above their next, uh, the next lowest Cincinnati. Um, so I and they're on a, a streak of seven and three over the last ten. So I have no worries about uh, about the Brewers winning their division and making the playoffs. But uh, this was something that Matt sent to me. Um, NBA MVP. Uh, okay, I, I hope that I'm pronouncing right. I'm not very familiar with the NBA, but uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, you're he, close. You're close. I think it's I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, I will I will not attempt to pronounce the name again because I'm, I'm not going to get it. Just call uh, him Giannis. It's okay, easy. Giannis. So. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks, they recently won the NBA championship. I know that at least. Um, and I guess he was the MVP this year. Uh, he bought an ownership stake in uh, with the Brewers. And I guess in the press conference, he, he put on a, a jersey. It's got number 34. Uh, I think one of the other owners of the Brewers joked around saying that uh, maybe we can get him to play first base. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't realize, too, that in looking this up, uh, another team, the Royals, the Kansas City Royals, they have an NFL quarterback 
Patrick Mahomes uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs, he also has an ownership stake in baseball and the Royals. So, okay, um, I guess this is not something new, but I, I think that's really cool to have uh, um, athletes from other sports interested in in uh, in the teams from from the same city. I don't know how common this is. If this is just a a couple of new things, or if, if it happens outside of baseball. Yeah, strengthens strengthens the links and the uh, connections between the sports clubs. I mean, a lot of these teams. I've I've been to Kansas City, for example, and and it's almost like yes, they're separate teams, but uh, the color schemes, the fan bases, the traditions are all interlinked. So there's another way to uh, to to link these teams together. Yeah, I I, know, I was just thinking like, uh, would what would be the equivalent for uh, for the Ottawa Senators? Uh, would that be like? <laughs> Daniel Alfredson purchasing an ownership stake or because, but it's, I don't know. It's different because he's, he's from the same sport, but I don't think that they're like, I can't see anybody from like the red blacks and the CFL purchasing an ownership stake. And it'd be (laughs) mean the same thing. Well, that's it. I think you'd have to have Alfie or Chris Phillips uh, buying a stake in the red blacks or something. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's, that's a little, that's better. Or the 67s. I don't know. Although yeah. it's probably both teams since it's the same ownership group, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, actually, that, you know what? Um, now that you mentioned the uh, the Red Blacks, um, there's also like there's a basketball team and a, and um, I think there are a new soccer team in in town too, right? Yeah, the the Atletico. My daughter was at their home opener last week. Uh, on Saturday, and they won their home o- opener. So, uh, oh, that's and good. And, uh, and an interesting model to attract fans was a pay what you can game yeah. to try to get fans into the stadium. And I think they did pretty well. And it was uh, oh, they like definitely it was a did. Game. We were at Lansdowne Park uh, last weekend too. We went to the six one three flea market, and we realized that uh, I, we forgot that that was the home opener for the soccer game. And there was a, a lot of people around and, and realized uh, like we were still able to, to find parking space, move around. But I, I think we probably would have picked a different day to go than the uh, <laughs> soccer home opener. So that's, well, that's we, too bad. We could have, we could have run into, uh, into your daughter and, but I don't know if you were at the game or, or what? I was not at the game, but okay. uh, it's good good to see Lansdowne Park busy and uh, you know lots of uh, lots of activities. Good to see sports back there, and and hopefully we can see more of that over the next few months too. Um, I, I wanted to ask. Um, I think I remember, but I'm not sure. The reason why you do a Brewers check in every week, if I remember back, was one of the early episodes. The Jays went on a road trip out west, and you wanted a team with uh, better viewing times. Was that was that why? Um, I think that was part of the reason we picked the Brewers because of the Central Time Zone. But it was originally because uh, there the Blue Jays had a pitcher Tanner Roark who was terrible. He was uh, let go way like a long time ago. I think back in April, end of April, they let him go finally. But. Uh, he was a really bad pitcher. Neither of us wanted to watch games with him in it. So we kind of okay. like out of a mo- kind of jokingly uh, wanted to pick uh, a second team to watch if uh, if Roark was pitching for the Blue Jays. But obviously that didn't come to pass too often. And I think only Matt has uh, has the ability to watch Brewers games. <laughs> like I can only see them if they're one of the free games of the week. And I honestly... 
I I don't have a lot of interest in watching games other than the Blue Jays because it's so much easier to watch Blue Jays games for me than than the other teams. All right. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Now, now I know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but secondary reason though is uh, their their team name starts with a B, so that's that's some uh, that's some synergy there. But okay, I think it'll be good to, though to have a second team to to root for in the playoffs if the Blue Jays don't make it. That'll be more more fun. Matt probably likes the beer theme of their name as well. <laughs> That's probably part of the attraction for him too, I'm sure. Probably. But their logo is pretty good. You've seen their logo, right? They, yeah, uh, yeah. It yeah. makes a ball with a glove in it. I think you can't beat that logo. That's clever. That's yeah. clever. Uh, well, should we move on to uh, to the at-home part, uh, part of the podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, so... Hang on, sorry. I had to put my phone down for a second. Um, yeah, so I don't, I'll let you uh, start things off. Do you have some uh, some things to talk about, like a home run or strikeout? Well, you know, my, my home run is the same as the strikeout, and we sort of touched on it before. I watched my first Blue Jays game of the season on YouTube, so I thought that was a real home run, but they lost... 12 to 6 to Washington. <laughs> so that is definitely a strikeout. But it was fun just to have the game on while I was, uh, you know, just doing some stuff around the house and have the sound of baseball inside the house. It was uh, good to have there. Maybe I'll listen to some more baseball games in my, my headphones on the radio as we uh, head down the stretch here in the season. Yeah. And just a note, though, if you want to listen with your headphones, you'll have to use an actual radio because you can't stream locally on the uh, game on the web, unless you have like, uh, the MLB radio subscription or, uh, or even if you have Sirius XM, um, because, uh, the blue Jay or major league baseball, sorry, doesn't allow the radio, the local radio station stations to stream their games over the web. I don't know. If I did that. not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I think that's, that's a bit of a miss there. <laughs> well, th- it's been that way for a very long time. Uh, and, and I think it's primarily to drive people to, I think it's like maybe $3 a month or something. You can subscribe to just the radio streams on MLB TV, uh, which is not bad if, if you aren't able to have a radio handy all the time. But, um, yeah, it's it's been that way for a long time. Well, my walk this week is not baseball-related as well, but it is sort of sports and recreation-related. Um I've been uh, trying to bike a lot more, and uh, I did 77 kilometers this week, including today's bike ride. So it's a little lower than previous weeks because we've had such high oh, humidity. It's bad. And I've been, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I went out this morning and for an hour, just uh, that was plenty. But uh, it was a busy week at work and uh, a humid week. So 77 kilometers. I'll take that to keep my good streak going on the bike well i don't go nearly as as far as you do but i'm also trying to get on the bike more often i my goal is uh, a 20 minute ride if not 20 minutes at once then you know for the week cumulative 20 minutes um mainly just you know i i like biking but i i don't like i don't go for long rides like you you go everywhere i think well pretty much pretty <laughs> much yeah uh, I live in Stittsville. Last week I biked to Britannia. Um, did a did a long ride with a friend of mine through uh, through Gatineau up to Almer Marina. So, uh, but most of the time though, I'm just heading down the Trans Canada Trail in one direction or the other. Try to do about an hour 
if I can, an hour a day, and then throw in some longer rides on the weekends. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that I, I live by um, the, uh, I guess it would be the Ottawa River Parkway. I'm very close yeah. to that. So uh, I like, uh, do you know that uh, there's that bridge by uh, the Gigi's Field that you can see from uh, from the, the 417? I like yeah. going down that uh, that way. It's a really nice nice view across the river. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go with uh, with my notes here. I'll start with my my strikeout because it's a little sillier than uh, uh, than most things. But uh, I realized this week. Uh, so I got my. Uh, I have a phone that I've had since ja- end of January, and and uh, you know how phones they arrive. They they have like a flimsy plastic screen that you take off. Um, I I didn't realize that my phone also came with a screen protector already applied. So I have been applying uh, a third party screen protector on top of a screen protector. So <laughs> that was so you, you've got extra protection there. Yeah. Your phone is invincible. Well, well I I I realized that uh when my phone uh, uh the screen protector kind of broke a little bit. It's just like a a thin film, not like a plastic or glass um, but it got some dirt underneath and I, I decided well I'm just going to take the screen protector off because I don't want to uh, scratch the screen with the dirt and I realized oh there's there's a little bit of an edge uh, on the screen and even by the the front camera there's you can feel a bit of a, a an edge around it so I felt a little silly uh, putting two an extra screen screen <laughs> protector on it that's brave of you to share with us Steve it's really uh Really vulnerable story about the screen <laughs> protector today. Well, if <laughs> if I were to go with an actual uh, uh, more serious thing, I would probably say that uh, been feeling a bit more more stress from work this week, and it's uh, expressed itself in some physical manifestations. Uh, which I'm, you know what, I'll take it because it's uh, in the past stress and and lack of sleep has resulted in seizures so uh, i will take no seizures and and have like some acne breakout and and a swollen lip which may have been a bug bite that i wasn't aware of i don't know but uh well that's good good perspective to have yeah (laughs) yeah are you uh still working from home are you going back into work at all uh working from home we were supposed to ramp up to going back into the office in september but they've pushed that back to october now so I am fully uh, anticipating not going back into the office this year. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so my, we shall see. Yeah, I, I, I think I will be going into the office once or twice. Uh, I, I think we're we have a mechanic that's across the street from the office that we go to. So I think uh, when we need to take a car in, we'll just drop it off and walk across the street and work in the office. Uh, it's it's pretty handy i think we're allowed to go in if we if we want to you know so we have that flexibility um yeah this week i was just going to say uh our team met for a little lunch a little get together a team of five people and uh two of them who were hired last fall was the first time they've ever met face to face even though they work together every single day so uh, I think there'll be a lot of those kind of new meetings and, and new connections happening over the next few months. Yeah, well, our our office is planning a barbecue in September to have people uh, show up outside in person. So that'll be nice. Okay. I know there's at least one person that I work with on a semi-regular basis that I haven't met yet. So <laughs> it'll, be, yeah. it'll be nice. So that's your strikeout. What about your walk and your home run this Well, week? I'll go for my walk. Uh, last night we went to see the movie Respect in theaters. So, oh. Yeah, 
um, this is the second movie we've gone uh, to see in theaters since uh, they've opened up. Uh, they've lightened the restrictions. Uh, and I, I'll say again that I would prefer this method of, of seeing movies in theaters like forever. They, when you buy, when you pick your seats, uh, they automatically block off the, the seats around you to ensure uh, physical distancing. And there's barely anybody in the theater. It's, it's great. Um, so respect, I'll just really quickly, it's a, it's a good movie. It, it follows some of the more traditional aspects of a biopic. Um, and, and it is, uh, sorry, the, uh, the story of Aretha Franklin. I guess I yes. should mention that too. I was just going to make a stupid comment. Did they recreate her, uh, her performance of America, the beautiful at WrestleMania three in 1987? No spoilers. Please, no, but, no, uh, they, they didn't go past 1972. Okay. They ended, the, they ended the movie with her. Um, I, oh wait, maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know. <laughs> I guess well, you could look up her. Uh, I, I if uh, you could look up her her history and, and musical history and, and kind of guess where they uh, where they go with the movie. But okay. Um, anyway, uh, yes, a good movie, but uh, it's a walk because it seemed like they didn't have the air conditioning turned on in th- in the theater. So. Uh, it would like at some points it would randomly turn on, but for most of the movie I was, I was sitting there and it was really hot in the theater, and which is not something we needed when uh, when we had uh, really hot weather outside. It was not fun. I'd, yeah, I'm surprised at that. I thought it would have been as ice cold as usual in there, and maybe even better ventilation than normal. So well, yeah, and, and normally when we go to theaters, I I uh, I dress assuming that it's going to be ice cold because I get cold pretty easily <laughs> so, so I, I just looked up to see if aretha franklin has ever performed the national anthem at a major league baseball game and she has at several a quick uh, google search here 1993 world series game one 2011 uh, alcs game three um looks like a looks like a number of uh big games where she's performed the national anthem at. That's, I, yeah i can i can picture her performing for big games and not so much for like random uh during the season games doesn't uh, seem like her style if you're looking for other music uh movies documentaries actually all three there's a documentaries in the same vein i'll give you three Muscle Shoals, it's a story about a, ah. a studio that produced uh, at least one or two of Aretha's yep, albums. Yeah, they, they feature pretty prominently in the in the early part of the movie. So definitely worth watching Muscle Shoals. I think it's on Netflix, but I'm sure it's on one of the streaming services. The other one is Amazing Grace, which is a documentary. Basically, it's a footage of a gospel performance by Aretha in 1972 that for many years was sort of yeah, I was reading somewhere. about that. It they there were like a lot of different holdups with it or something that prevented it from being released. Yeah, rights issues and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then the third one is a movie that came out this summer, a movie documentary. I think it's on Disney, Summer of Soul, which is uh another documentary. Aretha's not in it, but uh pretty much all of Aretha's contemporaries in the uh in and uh, from that time period are in it. Yeah, so and I think from the sounds of that, like it's sort of like the opposite of respect where like all her contemporaries are in the movie, but they're only sort of peripheral, uh, mentions, but, um, so yeah, I, I will, uh, I will look into those for sure. Um, All right. And your home run. (laughs) Well, this is another kind of silly one, but I think it's, it's worth it. So 
so when you were on the podcast last, uh, I was uh, I was away and and uh, we missed our blue bin recycling day while we were away, and uh, as a result, things piled up quite a bit. So I was very very happy this past Tuesday to be able to put out all our recycling and and have the house empty of of uh, cans and bottles and and everything that goes into the blue bin. So that uh, that was my big home run for the week, emptying out uh, the recycling. <laughs> Thankfully, great. not a lot of garbage, which is uh, which coincides with our blue bin week. But uh, it was the recycling is the major one. Well, I I uh, have to remind you and your listeners in Ottawa that there's currently a survey at engage.ottawa.ca uh, polling residents on their opinion on some future changes to curbside collection to encourage more diversion of waste into the green bin and recycling bins. Uh, yes, I think I think I saw something in the mail about that. Um, and I, isn't there, it wasn't part of the talk was maybe like combining everything into uh, to make it easier for people to, to, to recycle in general, like cardboard and, uh, and metals? Yeah, there's all sorts of options on the table, but, and also um, things like the limits on the number of bags you could put out to try to encourage people to, to uh, minimize the amount of garbage going into, into the landfill. We're, we're running out of space in our municipal landfill, so we've got to start diverting more. And Ottawa's behind a lot of other big cities in Ontario and uh, Canada in terms of the amount of waste that we, we, we uh, divert from the landfill. Well, I, I got to say, uh, we never used to follow the uh, to use the green bin but when we uh, moved to our house here we decided uh, shortly after we moved in to to use the green bin and i gotta say it really cuts down on the amount of garbage that we put out like most weeks we put out one bag that's it that's great that's great uh and and last but not least steve i'd like to hear how softball (laughs) went this week for you um, well, I, I don't have a lot of, uh, uh, stories prepared. I know Matt prefers to hear stories rather than statistics, but, uh-huh. um, this week was actually really good for me. I played three games. Uh, Vanessa wasn't able to play the third game cause she had a board meeting. Uh, but, uh, the first game I hit a home run, uh, to, to center field at, at, in the first game. And then the third game, I also hit a, a home run on a different field, uh, to center field. And that's the, I believe that's the first time that I've hit two home runs in the same week. And I, I believe I'm up to seven or eight home runs for the season across the three, the three leagues. And I've never been a home run hitter. Uh, (laughs) I've, I've usually hit like singles and maybe the occasional double, but, um, there's another silver lining to, uh, when I, I I discovered I had epilepsy and and seizures uh, really messed up my shoulder. Which, by the way, I'm almost done physio. Uh, okay. I think my last session might be this coming Thursday. Okay. Um, but uh, last year I had to change up my swing because I, I I guess I was swinging with my arms more than my hips. So that okay. fixed my my swing, and ever since then I've I've been hitting way better than. Uh, than ever before. What's the name of your softball team? Uh, we have three. So we have on Mondays we play for the Lucky Strikes. Yeah, uh, which is uh, a play on uh, the Lucky Strike cigarette brand. Uh, I don't remember who decided on that one, but 
it's a good pun. I think it's okay. Uh, that's good. Tuesday nights we play for space balls. Uh, okay, that's that's, good that's a fun one. Uh, all our uh, names on the back of our our jerseys are uh, characters from Spaceballs, the movie. And Wednesday night uh, we are the designated drinkers. <laughs> Which team do you have the most uh, runs for? Oh, home I'd, runs for home runs for. Oh, um, probably. I would say the Lucky Strikes. Uh, so you are you are the Tiasco Hernandez of the Lucky Strikes this year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. I am keeping track of my stats though, so I think at the end of the season I will uh, I'll provide a good uh, statistics update on the podcast. I, I just I decided to do it just for fun because uh, I've never I've never done that before. Like keep track of stats because it's you know it's recreation. Who cares? But. Uh, I don't know. It just it it's adds to the layer of fun for me. Have I think you should go heavier on stats than ever for the remainder of this podcast <laughs> season, just to uh, just to annoy Matt and his request for stories. You should go all stats, more numbers, more obscure numbers, more decimal places in the numbers. Just just go for it. Well, I don't know about the obscure stuff. Like I I do not have nearly enough data for sabermetrics and that kind of thing. <laughs> What's but, what's the run differential of the uh, Spaceballs <laughs> this year, Steve? <laughs> well, I can. They they do have that posted on the uh, Ottawa Softball website. We can figure that okay. out. It's a negative okay. differential, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been uh, a lot of fun chatting about Blue Jays and baseball and softball and everything else we got into today. Yeah, and well, you know what? Uh, before we go, we should mention. Yeah. Uh, since your last appearance, you decided to uh, to start a podcast yourself. Well, sort of, sort of. I mean, sort of. Uh, in my job as a municipal councillor, for the last year and a bit, I've been doing regular video updates. Every Saturday morning, I do a 10-minute live Facebook Live update about what's going on in the community. And uh, actually, after, after seeing how many podcasts you are putting out, Steve, you are a a podcast mogul right now, I decided to uh, start publishing it as a podcast as well. So if you search for Counselor Glenn, you can see my, uh, you can listen to my podcast on Spotify and iTunes and all the other good apps. And it's about a 10 minute, uh, 12 minute uh, summary of what's going on in the community. Yeah, no, that's, that's good because I am not always uh, on Facebook when you're live and I don't seem to see the posts come up. So I, I decided to subscribe and, and see what's going on. So uh, I listened to, uh, to your last update. I don't, uh, I don't know if you have one up yet, but I look forward to hearing it. Well, you know, I hear from people who live in other parts of the city that sometimes they see the video and Hopefully now they'll, they'll listen to the update and they learn things about the city they didn't realize otherwise. So it's a good way to, good way to reach people for sure. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me today, Glenn. And uh, thanks for, for making your third appearance on the podcast. Appreciate I think it. this was, uh, I think this was one of the, the best runs. I don't think I had any errors today. So there's a, there's a good, uh, good, good stat for you today. There we Zero go. Errors. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't think Matt should be pointing out errors. all right it's good to see you steve and uh, looking forward to the game this afternoon all right talk to you later take care (laughs) 